The Blue Jackets are looking for a second first round pick in the upcoming draft. There's a bunch of guys that they could take, uh, but we're going to talk about one of those guys today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and over on YouTube. Uh, we're also on SiriusXM. And I also want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And uh, what we're going to get started today is we're going to keep going with the um, the draft profiles. So we've had a look at a lot of guys who are going to be available in that like two to five slot where the Blue Jackets are likely going to be drafting. But Blue Jackets are looking for a second first round pick. They're probably going to be moving some assets out. Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks as we get towards the trade deadline. So I thought, let's take a look at someone who could be available kind of a little bit later on in the draft. Uh, the Blue Jackets have had sex, success with uh, many of those kind of later first-round picks. And uh, so I thought, let's take a look at one that I'm really excited about, and that is Michael Branzeg Nigard. Uh, so I've got one half of Lockdown Energy Prospects, Sebastian High, here to come and tell me all about him. So uh, I'm just going to get straight into my conversation with Sebastian. The Blue Jackets might end up getting at least one more first round pick in uh, in this draft, depending on how stupid other GMs want to be, uh, whether they want to trade with Yama Kekalainen. So Brenzig, Michael Branzig Nigard is a big Norwegian winger. He is not likely to be available in the, the two to five range would be my guess for the Blue Jackets, but he could be available later on in the first round. So I've got Sebastian High back again uh, to talk about more European wingers. Um, so let's let's just kind of get let, get started off. What about, I know that Brent Egnigard is, is a player that you really like in this draft. What exactly do you like about this player? What, why is he such an exciting prospect for you? He he plays a commendable style. Like wh- whichever team ends up drafting him, he's going to become a fan favorite in whatever role he he lands in. As long as the expectation for him is not to be like one of your top offensive drivers on the team, uh, he is a a super 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 effective defensive winger. Uh, probably the best one in this draft class uh, in my viewing so far of the of the twenty twenty four class. Uh, he he plays in in the Allsvenskan, which is the second tier of pro hockey in Sweden. And uh, he's been tr- like regularly trusted with top six minutes uh, for Mora uh, this entire season, despite his production being super, super slow up until very recently. I think like through his first about 20 games or 23 games, he had like two goals and like three or four points. It was really limited. But despite that, he was still being fed these top six minutes because he just he's like, an excellent possession winger. He's going to minimize chances against in the defensive zone he's very good at protecting possession getting it towards the offensive zone and then doing whatever is needed with his entire team together to get the puck into the net he's very team focused very team oriented which makes him very trusted by coaches and 
ever since the World Junior Championships, where I, I quite I quite liked his performances actually for Norway, where he was a lot less committed defensively in order to be the team's go-to offensive weapon and, and, and goal scorer. Uh, he was really able to show off his goal scoring abilities and like he has a really wicked shot when he wants to use it. And since coming back from that tournament, uh, he's been put into a real offensive role uh, for Mora. He's still been playing his, his, his like, second to first line minutes playing between like 15 and 20 a night uh but since coming back like but he has garnered in uh seven games one of which he only logged like four minutes because he had a bit of an injury in the middle in the middle of the game but in those seven games he's garnered seven points and one of that those games was barely even a game played uh and that was up from like the like what four points he had in the 23 games beforehand so he, he's really stepped it up since, since the world junior championships and he was uh already perennially around my top 10 before the world juniors even started so uh, i'm just getting more excited as with this player the more views i'm getting here and uh yeah he, he plays with a real level of intensity he's really intelligent in how he applies pressure uh constantly adapting he's a really good uh, penalty killer so you add a lot of versatility in that way he's really solid on, on the power play he can either be a trigger man or it can be a net front or it can be a bumper he, he's played multiple roles there quite effectively in my viewings and it's that versatility that adaptability that ability to kind of just plug holes in the lineup uh it, it, also within a top six that makes him so special so while you're not likely going to get like a perennial first liner who's putting up a point of game uh, with with MBN, what you are going to get is a top six winger who long term is going to be able to fill any type of hole you have in your top six. Whether you need a power four on your top line, whether you need a uh, a puck protector or a possession focused winger, if you need a defensive winger to kind of insulate some like high octane offensive uh, forwards, whatever role you need him to, he can kind of adapt and. and into those and and play them really really effectively and that that makes him a fascinating player and one that i think any nhl team is going to be pretty excited uh to, to add like he he's a six foot one a 200 pound right winger who is as i said he's been playing some excellent excellent pro hockey this season already and he was playing some solid pro hockey within the Allsvenskan last season already too as a d minus one so he, he's a player that, that that just brings so so much uh to a team and uh certainly the mold that nhl teams are also going to favor perhaps even more so than public scouts so while in public rankings he's mainly found in that like eight to like 18 range i wouldn't be shocked if he ends up going a little bit higher into like that maybe six seven to maybe six to twelve is kind of where i i could see him falling but the bob the recent bob mckenzie ranking which had him at 20th really surprised me because uh he really is a prototypical like nhl scout's favorite type of forward uh and i i like him a lot and he's he's certainly around he's been around like 10th or 12th overall for me all year In just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Sebastian on Brenzeg Nigard. But first, I've got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. So literally, just go find the heaviest favorite. It doesn't have to be basketball. It could be hockey. It could be college sports. It could be swimming, polo, lacrosse, uh, NASCAR, anything. Find the heaviest favorite, put five bucks on it, and if you win, you're going to get 150 bucks that you can spend on anything you want. Uh, quick bets. They've got live same-game parlays. They've got exclusive props and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and shoot your shot. 
FanDuel, official sportsbook of the NBA, and also us, the Lockdown Podcast Network. I always feel like World Juniors are, obviously you can't base all of your scouting on like one tournament, but I feel like there's a little bit more wiggle room when you look at high, like high tier players on countries like Norway or Latvia or, you know, countries that are kind of not the big, the big hitters, you know? And I'm like, okay, can he perform against, you know, the best 18 year olds that, that Canada and America and um, Czechia now have to, to offer. And it seems like he kind of held, held up, held up against the, uh, against the ranking. So it's always really interesting to look at like high tier Norwegian players specifically, I think are, are so fascinating because they don't really have a pro league in their own country that's you know can be held up against you know the ushl or major junior or even like the liga in finland yeah so it's for, uh, for sure. i don't know i'm i'm really intrigued by brad Zegnigard as a player he's fascinating and and uh while watching uh norway at the world juniors another player on that on that team who's also draft eligible stian solberg is is likely also going to be a top 45 or top 50 selection in this draft class and and he's gotten me to actually watch some some uh norwegian pro league hockey tape and uh you are not wrong it is it is painful like it it is not a great league to scout it is not the best time uh it is it is entertaining in, in its absurdity at times um it, it, like the, the amount of time and space available like it feels like the ice surface is like twice the size of the european regular surface because of just how much time and space every player on the ice has uh and and uh it, it can be entertaining but yeah like like brand Nygaard is is a player that i think at the world juniors what he showed me specifically like i i already knew that he was this like high-end defensive winger who had like all these possession skills in terms of holding a play and protecting the puck uh and and making the simple play to rotate to retain possession like he's anything but selfish uh in all svenskin with his against pro competition but at the world juniors i saw a player who felt confident enough to like kind of take the games by the game by its horns a little bit not in terms of like dominating it to win the game because again this is norway at the world junior championship that was not the expectation for him to do but he did really make the job tough for some of the really good teams he's playing against like i remember especially against the u.s he scored a goal or even two maybe i forget in that game but he he, he hit the back of the net and uh he was caught he was just pushing the pace offensively he was just a freight train going right up the ice to not really care what was standing in his way he would get around it or through it in some way shape or form and then he'd really rifle off his shot and and his ability to to not only put the puck in the net but to also judge when to to release that puck even on like almost solo rushes that he was on at times in that tournament was really impressive to me where I, I saw a lot more versatility in his game that had been a bit more obscured in his professional games, just because he has to play more of that reserve defensive role, which he will also be playing at the NHL level. Like I think his offense tape is a lot more uh, like specific to what he will be in the NHL in all likelihood if he's developed with the, his current toolkit really in mind. But what I love to see was just that he was able to to adapt to the situation where it's like, okay, I am like the most skilled offensive player on my team. 
I'm going to change how I'm approaching these games. I'm not going to just try to shut down every play. I'm going to try to create and and at least make the Norwegian fans stand up in their seats and have something to, to cheer about, right? Like even if we're not winning every game, like your goal at the World Junior Championships, if you're if you're Michael Brands like Nigard playing for Norway when they've just been promoted, is not to have the best expected goals dif differential. Uh, <laughs> For your team, that's that, you, that can't be your goal. That's not the that's not the idea. Not that any hockey players really think that way. That's very much like stat talk. But it's not just about minimizing chances or or desperately trying to create the smallest smidgens of advantages. But you want to have some excitement. You want to have some thrill. And the fact that this seemingly like defensive and like capable but like reserved winger was able to come out of his shell in that way and show a different side of his game and, and his abilities was really promising to me just because I was starting to, much as I, as I appreciate him as a player, I was starting to pigeonhole him a little bit into that defensive role. And he's really blossoming out of that right now, which is a lot of fun to see and, and makes him a far more intriguing draft option come June. What do you think, you talked a little bit about how he's not going to be like a point per game top line winger in the nhl but like what what do you see his ceiling as is he a guy that can play top line minutes is he a complimentary piece or do you think he's a guy that can kind of drive the second or, or third lines and be you know a really really excellent third line winger or like where where, where do you see him ending up obviously that depends on what team takes him and what, like, what they have already but like what in a perfect world what is what is his ceiling do you think I think in a situation where he's on a high-end contender and and he he hits his ceiling, I think the most comfortable kind of projection for him would be to be the like the number the, the number four forward, like like second playing like on the second line at, at even strength, but playing first line minutes because he'd be playing on both top special teams units. I think that would really be leveraging his versatility. He'd be able to step up in the lineup uh, if there's an injury on the first line and kind of plug that hole. Because again, he's really, really the type of player that you want to plug holes with when when, when they arise because he can adapt to a situation so seamlessly. Uh, I think that at his best, he would be surrounded by, by two players that are more like dynamic than he is uh bring bring an element of pace which he also certainly has uh and, and, are, and are kind of able to match his level of intensity like he he's the type of player that i think really gets energy from being surrounded by energy as well uh so if you have like a high pace high octane offensive piece who needs a bit of defensive insulation and perhaps a player to get the puck to when when, when they're under pressure and can just trust that, that they're going to maintain possession and keep the play going that's the type of player that you want uh, Michael Brown's like Nigar to, to kind of be you want him in that type of role where he's able to to, to really make the players around him better because that, that that is essential to what makes him so special is that he elevates the players around him by making their lives so much easier and by just really seamlessly adapting to their styles and that's something that I think often goes overlooked with with, with players and their values is just how adaptable they are to different types of line mates because if if you end up being a player like no matter how like skilled you may be if you're like a, a second liner in the nhl but you rely to be to be like impactful you need to be surrounded by like these specific types of players in order to to, to be at your best it's going to really limit like, like your production is going to going to limit your development because you are relying on these outside factors. And with Michael Brandsack and Nigar, because he's able to adapt so seamlessly to every situation and 
seemingly like just thrives in whatever role he's thrust into it makes him so so valuable and consistent and dependable in a way that 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 forwards aren't typically right like you don't usually think of forwards as like, like dependable if they're if they're wingers like centers are usually like a good two-way center would be your dependable piece i think michael brand's like new guard can could be that type of like like stabilizing force inside of a top six and really be able to plug holes left right and center so that makes him really interesting and uh and again if he's able to continue to develop his offensive game by by working on the goal scoring element if he's able to become a trigger man on top of everything else that he already is then you're looking at a really exciting player and certainly one who's a lot more multifaceted than other goal scorers in this draft class like the cole eisenman's of the world for instance yeah, that's a that's a name we're gonna have fun discussing um, oh, at yeah. some point when I do the when I do the Eisenman profile because a lot of people have a lot of opinions about uh, about him. Gonna get back to my conversation with Sebastian in just a second. Before we do that, though, uh, it's almost the halfway point in the season, or we're past the halfway point actually for the Blue Jackets, and you know they are what they are, but. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. There are number one choice for all Daily Fantasy sports, but especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. And with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily in those Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether guys like McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, Matthews are going to record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. With 100 times your money on Sleeper, all you need to do is correctly predict the outcome of eight of those player stats. That's right. All you need to do is guess eight player stats correctly, and you could win 100 times your money. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL. You'll get to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeps with terms of use for details and locational availability. Normally, I, I I don't like to ask this question. I used to ask it all the time, and then kind of grew out of asking it. But is there like is there an NHL player that kind of that fits kind of what you think Brandzeg Nagard will be? I think if if he leans into the goal scoring element of his game, Anders Lee would be a name that can come to mind. Maybe um, of like a really rock solid kind of power forward or goal, goal scorer uh but with with more of a defensive impact i'm not i can't remember like scouting anders lee in depth i forget how impactful he is uh, in his defensive zone but in terms of the offensive zone play at least i think that could would be like the, the bit of like the offensive ceiling uh as a goal scorer like may, may, maybe a a a less scary version of Valerie Nachushkin could come to mind. Uh, like he, he doesn't have the same, like just like six foot four massive, like built like a tree trunk frame, but, but he's really, he is big. Like, like, like Michael Brandsack Nygaard is, is six foot one. Yeah, six one is 17 he's is. He's quite big, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he is well built. Like, like his physicality is certainly a strength in this game, not a weakness, but, but I'm thinking of like a possession winger who puts up really good defensive metrics and makes some really subtle but skilled offensive play to plays to 
not only facilitate the cycle for like the highly dynamic players on that Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche team, but to to really make life really annoying for the the team that, that they're playing against, like really getting involved in like net front battles and uh, Michael Brown's technique can do all of that quite well. So I'd, I, I'd say maybe a, a less mean version of Valerie Nachushkin could be a, a conceivable upside for him. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about either of those options. I feel like Anders Lee loves to score goals against the Blue Jackets um, oh, in a way that nice. feels like a personal attack at this point. So maybe that's <laughs> just my bias for, for Anders Lee, where I'm like, yeah, he always scores really annoying big goals against the Blue Jackets. Um, but I like Valentin a lot as as a prospect. Um, and yeah, I would be happy if, if uh, either of those guys ended up being a prospect for, for the Blue Jackets. Um, Let's uh, let's finish up. I just have one kind of one unrelated question to to Brenzik Nigard. Um, looking at the Blue Jackets forward prospects right now, is there anyone on there that you think like is it, like where where would you put Brenzik Nigard in in the the ranking of of Blue Jackets forward prospects right now? Because I feel like there's less. Out, like there's less A plus prospect in the forward pool than in the defensive pool, for example. But I feel like there's a lot of like maybe hidden gems in there. So like, where would you rank him in terms of you know, Luca Del Barbaluz, James Malatesta, Luca Patelli, um, Gavin Brindley? I feel like hits the top of the list immediately. Yeah. But like, where does he? Yeah. Where would he fall? Like Brindley is quite clearly the 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 gem of this prospect pool. Uh, of course, if we're not including Adam Fantelli, uh, um, but. Oof, that is, yeah, like, like Michael Brent's like Nugard and, and Gavin Brindley would be the top two for sure. I think the order of that, I I think I'd have to lean Gavin Brindley. Like, I, I've been the biggest fan of Gavin Brindley for the longest time, and he's just gotten better this year since I've stopped watching him quite as much as I did last year in the draft cycle. And whenever I've peered back into Michigan or the U.S. World Juniors team, he's just been... Uh, incredible and and wonderful to watch. Like Luca Pinelli is my favorite prospect in this pool because I've 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 basically watched him. I, I watched his OHL debut. I've basically watched every home game he played for Ottawa uh, in the OHL, and and I've been a massive massive fan of him for that entire stretch. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about him as a prospect, and I think that that Columbus is a great system for him to kind of evolve in. William White lost a ton of upside and, and skill, obviously, but no one other than Gavin Brindley can match, can match uh, Michael Brandsegnigard in, in like NHL, like, 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 like likelihood of, of like becoming an impactful piece in the NHL or even the upside. Like, I think that Brindley is the only other forward in here uh, that, that, that was like a, a very clear top 15 draft eligible talent. I don't think anyone else in here would scream quite first round to me. I know that like, um, of course, of course, the likes of uh, Jordan Dumais are, are are quite celebrated by certain circles, but I still think are uh, is, is quite limited in terms of, of of the overall potential upside. Like, I don't I don't think he's going to be a a long term like top six uh, contributor. And I, I would love to be wrong. He's a player that I've I've I've, I've tried very hard to, to to cheer for in terms of the likelihood uh, ever since I, I he crossed my path because he's just. He's a lot of fun, but he's the type of player that that, that certainly uh, makes the most of every single weakness in the QMJHL and that level and just needs to refine everything else against higher competition. And it's just not coming for him in the queue. 
but yeah, Michael Brandsagnigar would certainly be a standout forward prospect in this prospect pool. Like even comparing him to, to defensive prospects, like I think apart from the obvious like Yurichek and like maybe Matejchuk, you wouldn't have a higher end prospect uh, in your system than Michael Brandsagnigar. Like he he'd be certainly towards the top. And uh, there's a reason that he's being talked about in this like top fifteen range because he really is a very, very good player who projects as a long-term impactful piece in an NHL top six, or at the very least, middle six. So for people who want to maybe learn more about Brenzeg Nigard specifically, or prospect in general, they want to get your rankings, things like that, uh, where can people find you and uh, your work online? For sure. Uh, I centralize all my work on Twitter, uh, so you can uh, check on Twitter, uh, hi underscore Sebastian, all lowercase, um, and everything I do, I kind of post on Twitter. Uh, for for more consistent updates and, and and regular content, you're welcome to check out Locked On NHL Prospects. Like that, this is this is the show that uh, I host alongside uh, uh, Hattie Kalakesh, and uh, we talk about prospects for about two and a half hours every single week. So you can tune in there. There's a very consistent stream of content, and uh, we we ask each other many questions of prospects. Have uh, we kind of bicker around a little bit about our, about our, our differences, but but uh, it's always a fun time and it's kind of a, a kind of a prospect hanging out space and it's always a lot of fun. So if you want to check it check that out, please please do and like leave a comment on recent videos with questions. We might address them in, in future episodes. But uh, yeah, like for my personal work, Twitter is where everything's centralized. And if you want like big time rankings, Dauber prospects, go follow Dauber prospects. Uh, we are going to have our uh, midterm rankings coming out in the next two weeks, and that's very exciting. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what that list looks like. It's going to be a top sixty four, uh, and we're going to delve into a lot of prospects that haven't got been talked about all that much publicly yet. So that that'll be a lot of fun too. I love midterm ranking seasons because it's just an excuse for all of the prospects to argue. That's um, great, and yeah. as someone who <laughs> is like very much on the fringes of knowing about prospects like i know just enough to make me dangerous uh i enjoy watching watching them tweet pointedly at each other about like well i think this player has more upside than this player but uh thanks for coming he's to actually out. a top 15 talent not just a top 17 <laughs> talent what are you talking right. about <laughs> yeah it's beautiful gotta love it's, it it's a lot of fun i i enjoy it a lot um thanks for coming to hang out sebastian uh can sure. confirm lockdown nhl prospects is one of my first listens of the day so uh, if you're looking for a little bit more prospect content in your life and we wish i could have a ton of exciting prospects go check locked on edge prospects out and uh maybe make them your second listen of the day because i'm gonna go ahead and assume that locked on blue jackets is your first listen of the day and that's all i've got for you today uh tomorrow we are going to take a look at tonight's game against the uh ottawa senators hopefully looking at a win but we'll see uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on SiriusXM. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-F-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.